think a lot of the times, well, let me rephrase this. Sometimes I feel like I have a serious problem. A serious problem. Okay. All right. What's the problem? I think, well, I think a lot of people deal with this problem too, is that when there's an issue at hand or an issue in their life that, you know, there's the focus point on that issue and they just worry, 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 stress themselves out and can't get that issue out of their mind. But there's nothing they can do at that very moment to resolve the issue. Do you know what I mean by that? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, change the thing, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So that's what it's about. I'm gonna turn you up. We have to know one because I've been kind of dealing with what you're talking about. Worry. Um, I'll just use the example I've been dealing with. As part of my job, is I'm supposed to pre- approach people in the gym. Get them involved, get them signed up for a personal training, come do a session with me. And I'm having such a hard time walking up to people, not because I have a hard time communicating, but it's something that I'm not used to. And it's like I'm psyching myself out. I was psyching myself out because I can be doing something about it and I'm not doing something about it. And it's freaking me the fuck out because I'm not doing it. I expect a lot out of myself. But the worry that you're talking about is, is unnecessary. Is it's like you're trying to fill a void almost like, and it just consumes your mind. So when I was a kid, this just sounds really funny and I'm pretty sure I don't think I get a lot of anxiety, but I had anxiety as a kid and I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I used to always panic because I used to always constantly think about breathing. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about breathing, I would start breathing on my own. Like, mm-hmm. and then when I would stop doing it on my own, I would still be thinking about breathing and I'm like, I'm going to suffocate because I'm not thinking about breathing, so I need to breathe. And then every time this thought came back, it would just consume my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then eventually one day, you know. I feel like that's I a really know. good example to explain. Because obviously a lot of people stress themselves, stress themselves out for things that are outside of their control. Especially whether it's in the workplace or uh, their ambitions or whatever they're trying to get done. Especially, I think nighttime is always one of those moments where when you're laying in bed and you kind of reside to the back dark corners of your brain where usually you're like uh tomorrow i'm gonna start this this and this and this i'm gonna change this this is that and that and the next morning happens and you don't do anything and then the next night you're laying in bed and you reside back to those corners and then you start thinking oh man i gotta do this shit this that shit all kinds of different issues start piling up and you start thinking i need to fix this 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 and you just start stressing out and then the next morning, you don't do it. You just go start about your normal day. And it's weird that the nighttime and when you're just laying there, you go into that yeah, fucking it's, zone. It's, it's You start burning the rubber in your brain. Yeah. It's it's a lot of thought. And that's why I think some people, especially that have insomnia and stuff, mm-hmm. keep themselves up with those kind of thoughts. Fortunately, I get a smoke. Oh, dude. Fortunately, I, I get a smoke weed to kind of like calm myself. But I feel exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so when I'm laying in bed at night, I'll be thinking about my stuff. But I try to get myself motivated, especially lately this year. You mm-hmm. know, everything's been wrapped around motivation. Um, but exactly what you're saying, like I want these changes. Like I just talked about the gym before, what I want to do. Approach people. Get over that side of the hill. Stop being fucking scared of whatever the fuck. Rejection or who yeah. knows. And uh, getting and I think about it. And then when I don't apply it, then I'm there at, thinking about that same thought the next night yeah and then the next night 
So I don't think it goes away because let's say tomorrow. So so let's say tomorrow. This is what this is what's been I've been thinking about is the whole gym thing and approaching people. Then tomorrow I go in and I just start talking to everybody. I break that shell. I get out of it, and everything is good. Then tomorrow night, you know, I'll be feeling good about myself. I'll be happy. I'll be content. But then it's only a matter of time before another thought like that comes into your mind. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, dude, the nighttime's weird, especially when you're in bed alone and you're not talking with one. Like, I'll play devil's advocate with myself and get in arguments that get so heated just trying to figure out debates that I realize that I'm flexing my entire body and I have to, like, release and be like, why am I like, like, I'll like legitimately be like tense where I'm like flexing or I'll think about a moment where someone pissed me off or like someone that's aggravated me during whatever period. And I'll just be like, what would I say to him right now if I was talking to him or her? And I would go through that scenario and I can just feel my body all flex. And then I'll just like every once in a while I'll catch it and then I'll be like, like why? Like it's no, I weird. I used to do the same thing. So, I, <coughs> when I used to do something similar to that, like especially I'd be thinking about like scenarios, like fighting, if like oh, somebody yeah. pushed me, and my heart rate would go up. Like I would get so into it that my heart rate would shoot up, and then I actually got really good at getting my heart rate up and then controlling my breathing and trying to bring my heart rate back down. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do it on air, you know, intentionally or anything. But when it did happen, um. It's crazy what we can do to ourselves. Yeah. You know, one, the mind to body connection. Yeah, w- w- one way that I found useful to get out what you're thinking is to say it out loud to mm-hmm. yourself. Because in your head, you're really still having a conversation with two people. You have that positive yeah, no and you have that negative and they're pushing against each other. Uh-huh. And as human beings, we want to go ahead and always take the negative thought and make the worst case out of the scenario. Mm-hmm. But when you say something out loud and you hear yourself saying it, I think it registers different. There's less of an emotional you know, connection to yourself when you're saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. You can kind of play it well, off like yeah. if somebody is saying it to you, what would you say? That's another thing I do. When I find when I find myself in a problem, mm-hmm. what I like to do is I like to look at I know I'm not looking at you. I'm no, no, I like I like to I like to look at it like if Rudy came at me, you know, Rudy came to me with the same exact problem, what would I tell him? Yeah. So the third point of view. Right. Because like you said, devil's advocate before, we're so good at giving advice and telling people what they should be doing. And then it's like. When it comes to yourself. Yeah. Do you hold yourself accountable in the same way? It's almost like we know what's right and we know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. But we, I guess, sometimes try to cut corners where we can. Just make sure the cards are going to the right one. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, sorry. That fucked me up. Fucked you up too right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm louder than you. Nah, dude. I'm just... Your voice is a little bit deeper than mine. Thanks, man. Dude. What are you worried about, bro? Dude, there's a lot of things. Well, obviously... No, you're not. That's no. Let's avoid that question. Yeah. So there's like... Well, I'll like roughly go over that. Because it is kind of serious because... There's a small chance I might have like a, a, a chronic disease with that coming with that. But do you think no you shit. could be psyching yourself out though? Too? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm, that's why I'm worried. Dude, so. okay. So wait, let me give you let me give you a story. Of what I used to do when I was a kid. So when I wanted to stay home from school, like let's say I had a fever on Monday and Tuesday, like clear cut, my mom wasn't gonna let me go to school. I had a fever. Yeah. Then Wednesday came, and I really didn't want to go to school. I would sit there in the morning, and I would convince myself. Like, 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 sh- like, like, grin my teeth and like shake my head and get my blood pressure and get my face real warm 
to convince myself that I still had a fever so that when my mom came in, then once I had, she gave me a clear that I didn't have to go to school. It's like all of a sudden like, oh, the sickness goes away sort of thing. Yeah. And you can convince yourself until you get what you want. And it's almost like you can't, you want to be, you know, you know, prepare for the, or what is it? Um, expect the worst, but prepare, or no, prepare expect the, the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying because your mind definitely has um, a lot of influence on your, your actual health. People that constantly think they're going to get sick have a higher chance of actually getting sick than someone who always thinks I'm never going to get sick. And there is something with the brain in your body and the connection that it has that you can change certain waves of how your body's going to go. I don't know the science behind it, but I know there's some studies on it. Well, I mean, I'd like to do a social experiment <clears throat> sometime soon. It would be cool to put on uh, our page. But, you know, like one thing I like to go at is the water. You know, the different pH levels everybody claims in waters. Mm-hmm. They have these fancy bottles of water for fucking $3, and you can buy a cheap-ass bottle of water. Or a 24-pack for the same amount. You could buy a big bottle of the expensive one. Mm-hmm. So taking three or four different kinds of water from, like, low tier all the way to... Shut up, Google. Take, Dirty take, whore. Take, take the low quality one. <laughs> take the high quality one. Put it in four different glasses. Bring an average, you know, average people, you know, or somebody that like claims they drink, you know, Voss water and all this shit, and they, they're like really passionate about drinking this fancy water because they claim yeah. it's better than them, and have them drink each one and then rate each one one through four and see like if there's really a difference. Or yeah, I something. could tell Dasani though. Can you though? Yeah. If I had two clear glasses here. Yeah, I feel like I could do Dasani. Dasani has a taste. You know what? I also forgot to say something. I'm gonna go off topic real quick. I'm right, sorry for your water, but that's all right. This is the new fucking studio room. Oh yeah, true story. <laughs> this is, we're in the new house now. I don't know if you guys could tell, but we're in the fucking new oh, yeah, house. Yeah, we did one last week, and yeah, this is our first one here. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the fucking shit's gonna go down. It's gonna be more decorative. Uh, yeah, we haven't even in the future. Yet. But yeah, we 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 just got our stuff here. We've been busy, so most of our stuff's just kind of sitting in the living room, and uh, we got enough to take enough stuff going on to take up our time right now. Oh my gosh, dude! I need like, if I could have a, just a week of no work, not even a week, maybe like two days. Yeah, but forty eight hours. Yeah, but I want a week so I can actually relax too. Yeah, but see, the problem is I find whenever I get that, but I, could probably I get start relaxing. Done. By, like, day two or three, I start itching for something to fucking do. Well, That's why, like, when a... I get a break, when I get a break, I like to go somewhere. Kind oh, of, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want to waste my time. Every good. Both of us are really, really used to being, like, that's what I do, man. Nonstop. So every time I go home, that's always the worst part because I'm. it's just a lot of lounging. And I don't know why I said it like that. Lounging. And... I'm like, fuck, I need to do something. I need to do something. I need well, to do that's, something. Well, that's usually was, it makes me go home earlier. Well, I was thinking about it. Like, my whole entire life, since I've been in fucking seventh grade, like, it's been nonstop going. Because every single season, every single year, I played a sport after school. So I was always at school until five o'clock every single day. But it always gave me something to do. So I think my mind just became so used to being busy. And, like, I need to exert myself throughout the day. Like, if I don't exert myself and I'm sitting there... I'll fucking, like, be anxious as fuck. My leg will be shaky, shaking, like, feeling like I have to do something. Just like before when I went to the gym. I wasn't going to go today, but I just, like, 
I felt like I needed just to get that release, like, like I told you before. Mm-hmm. You know, so shout out to everybody. Whatever you do to get your release, you know, as long as it's not harmful. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that turns into that. Just with, with interviewing a lot of people about um, starting up a new gym membership, most of them look at it with the mentality of. It's a chore. It's a hassle. It's something that they have to do that they do not enjoy. And I, you, anytime they bring that up, I, I look at them like, look, if you can go for like longer than two to three weeks, it doesn't become a chore. It doesn't become a hassle. It becomes like a requirement of your day because it's like brushing your teeth where it's like, oh, crap, I didn't brush my teeth today. And that's how I look at the gym. And then it becomes even more than that. But then it becomes something that you become passionate about and you yeah. legitimately enjoy and you start reaping and seeing all the benefits. So it's more of like, Every time you go to the gym, you I look at it like an investment. Every time I go, I'm investing. So it's the same like kind of feeling that when I like invest my money and I see the return, I enjoy that. And I think a lot of people don't look at Big their health, like really just yeah. their health in general as an investment. Dude, I'm so fucking mind blown that the, every Dude. single person I interview has been over 30, like not every, but I would say two out of fucking 30 people might be below 28% and everybody else has been above 28% body fat and it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's been the hardest thing for me is getting myself back to the mind state that of when I first walked into the Some gym. motherfuckers. D- Just yeah. like, you know, like when my boss told me the first day, he's like, he's like, you get to realize like you've been working out for a while. Like you get it. You know what the gym can do for you. You see the benefits yeah. of this, that, and the other thing. He's like, there's people in here that get anxiety that will sit in their car for five or ten minutes before mm-hmm. they come into the fucking gym. And that's I've used crazy. that line. That's, I've, I've used that line. That's crazy to think about. Um, Which I didn't know how true that but, was. But, but it's like we see it because we see the benefits in it. And it's like. There's no doubt when I go what, in. Well, well, the thing is, like, see, when I work out now, it's more I tell people this, too. When I go in, like the physical stuff's like great. Like it's just, it's it's I, it's second to me now. Now yeah. I go in for a feeling. Like I get re- a feeling when release. I release. Yeah, it's like I just kind of just get my shit on and start mm-hmm. fucking bobbing my head. With the hyperventilating though, I didn't know how much I believed that. And then I started telling people because I I like to open up and I go, look, you joined the membership for a reason. There was a purpose why you signed those papers, and you're already through the door. Now a lot of the times people will stay come to this gym and they stick just to the cardio and they're just too intimidated too intimidated to even go to the free weights and then you got to think and this is me talking now like and you got to think there's people right now that are probably in their car outside the gym hyperventilating waiting five minutes before they can even walk in and then i've had it twice where right when i said that they're like that's me and i was and then that hit me and i was like so it is true because i didn't know i've never talked to anybody that experiences that but people do go through that and it's like i've grown a sympathy towards them because they want change they know that they need it, but it's they're so intimidated and it's so out of nature and uncomfortable, for, out of their comfort zone that it keeps them from going. And in, I think I said this in the, I'm pretty sure I said this in the last podcast. But if you're one of those motherfuckers who talk shit about like fat people in the gym, like you can directly go fuck off. That's yeah. what I've kind of like learned. Now, if a fat person comes in and they are like, like you said, like you had someone the other day, what'd she do? She was like, I just don't give a shit. Like she just. You know what I'm talking about? Didn't you say something like you had a girl that just did not give a shit? Oh, yeah. She was rolling her eyes and shit at me, and she just didn't care. Like, we were going through sets. Like, I'm like, all right, we're going to do 10, and she get the five, and she's like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's a good 
Those know, are eye openers it's a good, too. It's a good. It's a good comparison to life because if you're willing to give up yourself on that easy in the gym, you know, and I get it, it's not as important to people. Yeah. But if you're willing just to give up on yourself on a simple task like that, then when something else happens hard in life, you're just gonna give up on yeah. that also because there's a reason that you got to the point to where you're at. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. that shit didn't happen overnight, and it, a lot of it comes down to cutting corners. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, that's another thing. Like, I know we're talking about gym right now, but it's a, it's a good it's, it's it's a good indication of like life of their life. You, we get I feel like we both get really good pictures of how these people's judgment of character. Like, we get to judge their character right there because when you tell someone that's at fifty percent body fat that has high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoporosis, and fucking type two diabetes. And they have grandkids and they admit that they can barely even keep with them and have a hard time even standing up out of a chair without having an assistance. And you tell them that and they say, well, it's just really not a priority to me right now. It blows my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you just said like, you can't keep up with your grandkids. You can't stand up. And you're saying that your health is not important to you. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go to the gym and become a fucking gym bro. But. At some point, if you're living a sedentary life and you know that the health risks are there and you're not like you're scared to pay some money, but you'd rather pay fucking for a heart transplant. It's like here. Here's a fun fact. This is just a fun fact from me. Ninety five percent of the people that I've seen above the age of 50 that have been over 28 percent of body fat have had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoporosis and fucking maybe type two diabetes. Yeah. Like every single one. Like if they if, if they come in they're like uh I think I have high blood pressure, boom over thirty percent, and it's like and then you talk to some of those guys who are like eighty and ninety, and you start asking about like you know their diseases, or internal issues, and you're like the list is huge if they've been over thirty percent. Well, look, the best analogy is like this. I like this one is. If you're driving your car and your check engine light comes on and your car needs fucking maintenance and you continue to put off the, the maintenance, what's eventually going to happen to your car? It's going to break the fuck down. Yeah. The it's, the same exact, it like it's the same exact thing with your body. Like, you can work it and work it and work it. Eventually, that check engine light's going to come on and you either need to do the maintenance, which is take care of yourself, uh-huh. or you continue to go down the path you're going to go down and it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And then eventually, you're not going to be able to fucking move or do anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, Let's take it a step further. Okay. You said the car, right? I okay. like that. Not only do we have to look at our body for the, the fucking alert lights, but also our mind. Because sometimes that that, that is like the initial step that we got to take care of. So like if we take this full circle and look back at like us worrying, which our mind directly connects to our body, if there's something in your life or in my life that is causing me <coughs> mentally to not fix it, maybe I need closure with some kind of issue with between someone, and it's halting me to even further progress my own. Because, because usually, you know, like from the people I've talked to, they say that you know they they'll blame like, oh, I haven't been able to, I've I just stopped working, so you know that's that's why I haven't been active as much. Um, I recently, you know, I, I sprained my ankle, so I haven't been active as much. Like they all say these physical things that are stopping them from going to the gym, but you ask them. Okay, well, how long have you had high blood pressure? Oh, five years. And then you keep digging in the story because obviously it's not because they just sprained their ankle. It's not because they just lost their job. You keep digging in the story and all of a sudden you hear, 
oh, I have a controlling boyfriend that limits the amount of money I can spend every single day. He has me decide exactly what I do at every single point of the moment. And then next thing you know, motherfuckers are crying at your desk because there's actually, they think it's more of a, a physical issue, but that it's their own mind that they're not even taking care of. Because if you think, if me and you, what's the reason why we take care of our bodies? Is because we can see the benefit in it. Benefit in it. And I think me and you both see the benefit of trying to take care of our mind. And that I can only think that if you're, trying to increase your intelligence as much as possible that if it's there's no way you can't be like oh my body's important like yeah. the most intelligent person has to realize that my body is important because otherwise my brain's going to go to shit because I can't taking care of my body my vessel that holds it so that was my little rant on that nice dude <laughs> you got me hyped up yeah no nah, man fucking I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this for fucking selling. Some well, I mean, I can go training. on. I can go on. <laughs> I try. I just try and make it be important to people. When I just want somebody to know that their life can get better, you know. Yeah. And I sometimes I try and use my example of my life, but the thing is. I feel like when a lot of people, and let's use an analogy for this. So your new person comes in and they're looking at you. You've been working out for a while. Like, okay, this guy's physically fit. Like, do you think there's a sense of envy there or a sense of depression, if you will? When somebody, when you're, when yeah, you're, I know when, what you mean. When you're dealing with somebody, are they looking at you envious? Like, I want to look like that. Or are they looking at themselves like, I'm a fat piece of shit. Well, I've told a guy, like, I've had a guy that was like exactly my height. And we were trying to figure out what kind of weight we should have him at. Yeah. And it I was, was your, like, it was exactly your weight, but a lower body fat percentage. Cause that shit happened to me. There was a kid that was exactly the same that wanted to, he was like seven or eight pounds less than me. And he wanted to get to my weight at my body my body fat and I was like you see the difference you know a little fun fact for anybody that doesn't know this but a pound of fat's about the size of a softball and a pound of muscle is about the size of a golf ball so yeah composition everybody yeah well no it was actually it was the exact opposite he was like 240 okay with like uh, I think he was like 39 41% body fat but we were the same height so he's like oh I need to lose weight like I don't know my doctor said I should go down to like 160 150 and I was like well look we're the same height I'm 190 so if you want to look like me, this is where you want to be. <laughs> but I, for him, though, I think I established a relationship where it wasn't it wasn't an envious. But I definitely I could feel sometimes a tension when they're like we're like talking about what their goals are as far as weight and body fat percentages. I always just say we got to get you out of the fucking danger zone first at a, a below 20. All right. Another fun fact, 28 to fucking 30 percent. Everybody, this is when you start getting at risk for high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Okay. Once your diabetes, oh, that's thirty-two. No, that's type two. Pre, yeah, pre-diabetes is at thirty uh, percent. Yeah. Okay, so thirty percent is pre-diabetes, thirty-two percent type two diabetes, thirty-four percent is like osteoporosis, osteopenia, and like heart disease. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, everybody who's been at those percentages and that are over the age of fifty, if they don't have age on their side, have been, uh, had all those. <laughs> so the, the stats are pretty true. Um, where was it going with this? How did it start this going? Oh. You started talking about percentages. Oh yeah. Cause I was talking about tension between the guy that I'm talking to about and like my weight. So like when they're like talking about weights, like even like I feel bad sometimes too, 
because I like I want to use myself as an example to explain like my weight. But then I'll be talking to a girl that was like 260 and she's like 5'4". And I'm like, gosh, I don't want to say I'm 190 because then she might because I don't want to embarrass her. Because do you have you notice how embarrassed women get, especially with weight when you go I just, away? I just I just want to I, I just want to help people. man. Yeah, I tell I them right want, off the I bat. Want people I want people to genuinely know. And that's why I feel like I'm fucking that's why I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, because I have a chance to help people with something that I'm already good at, mm-hmm. you know, but some people hold that number so strong. Like I had like, a lady get on and you could tell like she was fighting tears off right when she weighed herself. And I was like, listen, the weight is just a number. That is all it is. When we sit down, let's go through the body fat percentages and we'll see what we have to do. And it's up to you. And because you, could, they're like, oh, don't don't look. I don't want to see my weight. And then we sit down. But then once I, once I see the body fat percentage, dude, I had someone error. Have you had it aired? So I had somebody. I haven't had somebody error up, but I had somebody error down. Dude, I don't. I don't know what percentage it stops at going low. Dude. We have a little tool for everybody that doesn't know that you just basically type in some basic numbers and it will tell you what your body fat percentage is. Yeah, give or take three or four percent. But if you're over 50%, it will error out. And I'm not sure what it is down if you're below. I, I would say 5% probably. Yeah. It doesn't. It won't register below 5%. But 50% is large. If you put it this way, if you're above 50% body fat, you could die at any moment. Heart attack. At any moment, you're at risk for death if you're over 50%. So I don't know why people... God, there's just a fucking epidemic of fucking. I mean, I guess. I mean, this is this is this is how I I have to I because I need to find some sort of connection of what I've been through in my life that can connect to these people of where they're at. And I guess the best thing to be would be cigarettes. It's kind of like so this so let's say this person is not smoking cigarettes, but their kryptonite is eating. Yeah, it's like, well, I know it's bad for me. But it's still gonna make me feel good. It may mm-hmm. kill me a little bit sooner, but while I'm here, I might as well enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. I may be here a little bit less time, but I might as well enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing, though, too, there's that, and then there's just ignorance. They just don't know better. You like like today was a really the, the deal I did today with a guy. I was like, okay, you know, you asked like if I wasn't here today for this workout, what would you do? He brought his, he had a logbook of his workouts. He did a full body workout every single day, every other day. So I had to tell him, I was like, dude, I get it. You want to do a full body circuit training? That's good. But if you're doing that every other day, all that's going to happen is you're going to overtrain. You're not getting your, your muscles proper uh, rest. And he's like, huh, because he hasn't been seeing any results. He's seen very, very little, but it's like, <laughs> that yeah, was just, that's, a that's, just, that's just ignorance. If you do the same thing all the time in the gym, guys. You're just gonna overtrain your muscles, and you're never gonna get. You'll get a little bit stronger at the beginning, and then you'll hit a spot, and you'll yeah. just you'll be good at that workout. But everything else is not gonna be easy yeah. for you. Yeah, I actually really like talking about that with people because what I always like to say is your body, and I kind of take it a step further because I'm kind of getting more on the peel peel more layers off to see how they react. But it's like I always either go <coughs> your body. It's constantly adapting and not just I don't mean that in just in a way where it's about the gym. I mean, it just is in a life. Your body's constantly adapting and creating new benchmarks. So then I related to like muscle confusion and being like, yeah, if you just do the same biceps every single day and do the same exact workout every time, your muscles are always adapting to it and then benchmark itself to where it's that's what it's used to. So like and then I'll be like, and but that's life, too. If you and then I'll 
usually transition to be like, if you only ask your body for very little, your body gives you only very little, and that's all it wants to give you because that's the new benchmark. Yeah, you have to demand yourself. You have to demand your body. Um, what's our boy Cameron Haynes? Yeah, my man fucking goes second on, time I'm fucking club that club. goes. Yeah, he goes on fucking hundred mile runs. Um, two hundred plus mile. Yeah, runs. so so listen to this guy. So we never actually talked about him on here. I don't think. No, I brought him up last time a little bit. I, yeah. Well, I said his quote. Yeah. So so basically, Cameron Haynes is a badass. He's got this. Yeah, the that saying keep hammering. But my man fucking does hundred mile runs. Like one shot goes out there and run hundred yeah, miles. Yeah, ultra marathons. And what he said, how he was able to get to it, was that well, he would start off, you know, whatever, ten miles, eleven miles, and every time he came back, he found himself feeling like he could have did more. Why did I stop? Why did I stop? And he always continued to raise that benchmark that you're yeah. talking about. He demanded more out of his body. Uh-huh. And we all are capable of demanding so much more than what they think. But we, like I said earlier, like finding shortcuts. If there's an easier way to do something, then we could. Like for yeah. instance, let's say, just perfect example. You come in the gym, and I said, "All right, training is two thousand dollars for the year. Whatever, twelve months, two thousand dollars for the year, and this is gonna this is gonna make you." Your mental, your your mental state, and everything, and you're gonna be, you're gonna be all cut up, and you're gonna be exactly where you want to be, your mm-hmm. ideal body shape. Or I can give you this pill for two thousand dollars, and it's gonna change everything on your body to that. Mm-hmm. Most people would take the pill. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would take the pill. Would uh, you take the pill? Absolutely. Fuck yeah, I would. But there's no shortcut with this. Yeah, that's that the catch. The pill is the 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 pill is the training. Yeah. The pill is the training. That no one wants to get. You know what else is crazy? Like we were saying with your body's getting used to it and it's like they want to take shortcuts. And it's like, have you ever noticed that people will be going through reps and they'll be like, rep, 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 rep. Oh, I can't do anymore. You know? And then like right when I see something like that, like if they're curling and they're coming up, rep, rep, just keep going good pace. And then they just stopped abruptly saying, ah, oh, I'm too tired. I was like, I can't do anymore. The first thing I'm like, okay, did this person really hit their limit? No. No, absolutely not. And so I always go, listen, I know it hurts right now and it feels very uncomfortable, but your mind is, is telling you you need to stop, but your body is way stronger than what you think. And it, all it is is that you're trying to break out of your comfort zone and you're just not used to it. Because like, for example, I, got, I know when I can't do another rep because it takes like <laughs> – I'm fucking pulling it like for like a motherfucker trying to get it. So that's how I know I'm doing like I'm hitting a limit because it's physically I, it won't go anymore. And so many people who have never worked out, they fucking quit. That's what was it's it? A fear, Forty? It's a, what is it? Forty percent of people are people yeah, you, quit. You quit at forty percent. Yeah, most people quit at forty percent, and like that's hundred percent true. <laughs> no, it, it really is, and. It's like they're it's, not. It's our body. It's our body's way. So I learned this back when I was in, in football. We used to run sprints and stuff on the track all the time. Fucking hated it. You do one like four hundred, four hundred meters. So one lap around, and they would time it. You'd get like a sixty second break or two minute break. You do another one. And I remember after every single one, it was like, like awful fucking feeling after the sprint. You're like, this is fuck. Like I don't want to do another one. But what happened over time? that feeling we're getting is like what you said, we're coming out of our comfort zone, but it's our body set like almost setting in in panic. Mm-hmm. Like 
oh, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. When all it is is it's our mind playing tricks on us to push yourself further. So I think that's the catch is to find a way whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be the gym. It could be your, your job or your family or your friendships or whatever the case may be to find a way to push yourself further. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think because because there's you you there's never a top. There's never no, you can success always break. doesn't ever ever end. It's something always can be better. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to say here try and don't try to fix what's not broken. Right? Did I say that the right way? Don't try to fix what's not broken yet. Yeah. Yeah. So don't try don't try to do that, <laughs> but try and push yourself in ways Maybe you haven't have before. Well, I try, know. try, try. I anybody that's listening to this, I task you guys to do at least one thing this week that makes you feel uncomfortable, that takes yeah. you out of your comfort zone. And I'm gonna do it myself too. Yeah. And you are also. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I, I already know. Like this month has been stressful as fuck, and like me and you have been stretched pretty fucking thin. Yeah. Like I still. Have not been able to have a day to sleep in this month, and it's driving me up the wall. I'm not I'm like one of these days. I'm gonna be able to sleep in, but I know for a fact though that if it weren't for like things I've done in like the last past three years, I probably would have had a fucking mental breakdown this year. Because I start talking to people and they're like, "I'm so fucking stressed," and I like I'll look at like I'll like break down or ask like, "What's all going on?" It's like, "Thanks, shit, dude. You don't got shit going on." That's the levels, man. It's yeah. the stress levels that people handle it differently. And I think that's a big thing too is getting Some, getting yeah. your personal experiences, not putting it in somebody's face like I did this. So no, because not, yeah, being, I would, you know, I, like I, not like a tier level, but making somebody understand that that stress is there for a reason. We create our own stress. Oh uh, yeah. Whatever yeah. the fucking problem is, not saying every problem can be prevented, but everybody every problem can be solved. Yeah, there's always well. Well, not every problem. There's always an answer. There's always an answer. Yeah, there's always an right. action that can be taken. Right. There's a way, to be, the there's a way to be proactive. And I think, actually, just a light bulb went off in my head. I think that's why we fucking run those mi- those 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 thoughts through our mind at night so much is because we can't be proactive with them. All we can do is sit there with them. We can just sit there with them. We can't act on our thoughts where we're laying there in bed at fucking 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Waiting to go to sleep, do I need to get up, to get up for work in a few hours? So see what sucks though is that in the morning, most of the time, even me included, is that those thoughts go, they disappear because you wake up and like, oh shit, I gotta work, dude. It's almost and like they get put off. It's almost like and it, then it itches. Like just, just so it's like, imagine your your brain's the internet, your thoughts are fucking the search engine, you know, the different websites you're going to. So you're going through all this stuff at night. You're going through all this stuff at night, and then boom, you go to sleep. Your fucking computer shuts off. Power button. Just clicked. Not even the proper way to turn off the computer. Just power button. Then you wake up in the morning. It takes a little bit for your computer to turn on. But when you turn back on, the whole entire search engine is fucking swept out. Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to rekindle those thoughts. So you ever find yourself, something's really important to you. You'll, whatever you're thinking about that's concerning you at night before you go to sleep is going to be one of, if not the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. If it's really that important to you, see, I'm trying to take that. I'm trying to. I like that analogy, and I'm trying to take it even further. Okay, because I'm nerdy. Go ahead. Because like when you shut down a computer like that, if you just force shut down, yeah, then the first thing that pops up 
is all the applications that are still open. And it goes, do you want to force shut down all these apps? And you instantly just delete them. You're like, oh, done. Wiped. And then you, when you reboot, if it's a force shutdown or if it's a plug pool, it goes, did not shut down properly. You know, and I think a lot of times if we go to sleep with issues or things that we haven't closed out of yet, they fucking still leech on and they cause an issue when we wake up. That's why people always say, don't go to bed angry because we haven't exited out of that application and finished it, cut it off right there at the fucking beginning of this problem. And then you wake up with it. So, Well, what's interesting with that is that when you do go to bed with all those thoughts, like it's been happening this past week, like my sh- when I sleep, uh-huh. it's been so peaceful and I've appreciated it so much. And I think that comes from those thoughts. You know that they're waiting for you on the other end when you wake up. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like your chance to kind of salvage like that peace of mind that you're not getting. So when you do wake up, one, I think it's like that pro that that computer's restarting. That's why it takes a second to get back into it. And two, when you do wake up, and these and these thoughts are, are are starting to get processed through your head again, how are you feeling about them? Are you feeling the same way that you did at not, that night about them, or is your perspective changed on those thoughts? Well, the priority changes of them. Well, Something that's well. The thing is, because now you're is, on a time now, crunch. Well, you're on a time crunch, but also. You can be proactive about them. So like that's a decision you have to make. If you're stressed out about something at night and you go to sleep and you're thinking about it when you wake up in the morning, at that point in time, you have to think, am I just going to let it run through my thoughts all day or am I going to be proactive and try and do something about it? Because if you do something about it, you're not going to be sitting there thinking about it that following night. If you do, no. it's going to be – you're going to be thinking about what you did to try and make the situation you know, hopefully better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But if you don't, then it's just going to be there again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And again, and again. See, it's interesting because I wonder if, like, I'm, if, because sometimes I find myself in the morning or like going throughout my day to day, and I'll be busy trying to do what, what, focusing on the task at hand, and not the task that I know I need to get done eventually. And then sometimes I'll like, it'll pop up in my head, and I'll like worry about it, but I'm like, don't worry, you got it, and I'll just shove it back. And get rid of it like that. And I wonder if that's that's, um, that's it's a fucking. Uh, I wonder if I'm double double edged sword. Like well, it's like it's, I, it's, it's how compart- I'm handling it. It's compart. It's it's and I do the same thing. It's compartment compartment compartment. Oh shit! Oh, I got you. Compartmentalization, compartmentalization. <laughs> fucking idiots. It's like you got <laughs> like it's it's like <laughs> it's like your brain's got a bunch of fucking different. Uh, like storage closets and you fucking put your thoughts where you want to yeah. and you shut the door and that thought's not there unless you go open the door yeah. back up. But every once in a while, some of those closets it, it get fucking sneak full. Out, but when the, but the problem is when those closets all get fucking full. You get a hammer on your ass. And no, when the closets all get full. <laughs> 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 when, when the closets all get full and there's nowhere else to put the shit, you start stacking it fucking outside and you're going to fucking have a meltdown. So it's like clear out the fucking closet. You have to clean out your closet. Yeah. You fucking know? sweep, wipe that shit down. You know, it's just like something simple. Like, let's say you have to fold fucking laundry because I have to fold laundry later. Say you have to fold laundry and you put off the fucking laundry and then you wake up in the morning, you're fucking scrapping through shit. You just created that stress in your life because you fucking didn't take the extra time. You tried cutting a corner and just saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, dump it. Yeah. 
dump it around. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got fucking a page to write now tomorrow, and your laundry's still not done. And then you're like, all right, I'll do my laundry later after I do the paper. And then you do the paper, and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go to sleep. And that laundry's still there. But that paper was stressing you out all day. And, and then you have to do f- laundry again. And then you have to do laundry again. <laughs> and there's always going to be something. So it's almost like a matter of like a che- like a mental checklist. On what you Dude, like, that's where I'm at right now. Because like all my clean laundry is on the ground right now in my room. But that's because we just moved. And we don't have a washer and dryer. It's such a fucking... Where are we at in time? 20 minutes. No way, Jose. Nah, we're about 41 minutes. Yeah, I was, saying, I was like, we've been talking for a minute. Um... Hmm. It's been an interesting podcast so far. Yeah, we've been talking a lot. Shut yeah, we have been talking. Fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Um. Fuck, man. Nah, dude, I'm still listen, stressed out. I I'm just, still stressed though. No, nah, dude. I'm so what I'm. I'm gonna buy a boat too. By the way, a boat. A, 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 why do you always say that every single time? A boat. You're I mean, buy, a bow. You, you said it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a bow. I'm gonna buy a bow. What do you think about girls? I don't like girls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fucking girls are alright, but honestly, like lately, I don't like the, girls. I like with, with all this shit that's been going on. Yeah. With work and stuff. Yeah, dude, it's been out of my mind I just, so far. I just what? Because that's the thing that's causing stress in my mind, and it's because I want to do so well. Not that it's going bad, but I want to do so well. Yeah. That everything else is second to it. Like we talk like Fridays and Saturdays and shit. Like haven't been Fridays and Saturdays. Like oh, everything's fuck no. what you said. What we said about last week about things going day by day. It's one hundred percent the fucking truth right now. Yeah, taking things day by day and not jumping forward, which I kind of like because it doesn't allow me to get ahead of myself. Yeah, and then it doesn't like you're not in a constant state of like anticipation. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not in like that purgatory. Because you remember how we talked about like what my dad said. It's like when you're looking towards the event, you're in that moment of anticipation. And I'm just thinking about this now. You're in that moment of anticipation. That moment comes, and I feel like you enjoy it. But then when that moment ends, next thing you know, it's gone. And I think the more you anticipate, the more right after this, the more you're depressed after that event's over. So it's like if you spend a month. Looking, looking forward, forward to this to a, one day yeah. that day come boom gone then right after you're like fuck well, I, I, what, what am i looking forward to now and i think that because people, that, that de- people a good depend point. on their, i think i think i think that relates to a good point that the best way the healthiest way to live is to look forward to the next the to the like i mean of course well, today, i don't think so like but, well like looking forward to the next day yeah like, the look, next day. Yeah, looking forward to the next day because if you're looking forward to the next day then that anticipation is going to be there, and that always, and it's always going to be there that following day. Yeah, like um, being appreciative just every day. And I think that's and really the concept of living a day by day life, because, and I'm not saying don't get excited if and you're don't going plan. on vacation or you're fucking gonna have a wedding or yeah. whatever the fuck. I'm not saying don't get excited, but if you're only finding that excitement, that fulfillment, you know, once every two months, once a month. One time a year. Like if you said the only reason I got through this week was thinking about Friday, that's when it's an issue. Like if you're like, because I've heard people say it, it's like, oh, how'd you get through school? The thought of how'd you get through 
um, that, you know, whatever scenario, the thought of this, the thought of that, the thought of doing this. Whereas if you're day by day, it's like you wake up, it's like, fuck, I'm alive. What do I get to do today? Instead of, or fuck, what, I have what to do am this. I going to do today? Yeah. I really yeah. want to start pushing myself, not craziness when I say this, but really starting to push myself to like living every day like it's my last, like taking shots at things that I would typically be nervous about. Mm hmm. But I think a good way to come over that is just play it in your head. Like, I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> no, Have kidding. you ever thought about when people listen to us when we talk like this? That if they think we're either trying to be like showboat motivational fucking fuckers or for like, like how, how I like interpret us, how we talk is that me and you, like, I think if you really broke down how me and you talk, it's how we uh, cope with every problem. That we talk about like if we're talking about motivation usually it's because we need motivation if we're talking about worrying that's what we're doing here, we're right? being worried yeah you notice that life <laughs> as we know it it's the whole concept man the whole concept and i think this episode's actually really done a really good job right now on bringing the concept out that we've learned a lot about ourselves by talking about this Day by day, motivation, relationships, you name what the fuck ever else we talking dick. about. I always want to say that just because people call this out. No, and, <laughs> and we didn't suck dick if you're a new listener. <laughs> and, we talked about and it. And I think the concept that I want to get at is that life is supposed to be challenging. It's You're supposed to be able to challenge yourself every day. You're supposed to be able to appreciate everything you do enough that when you do have time off, you can appreciate your time off and do whatever you want and not yeah. feel bad about it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong it, with that. It's about, it's about pushing yourself and when you find something's causing stress in your life, instead of avoiding it, you have to just face it and then clear that closet out and then move on to whatever the fucking next thing is. Yeah. Because we want to keep these closets in our brain clean. Yeah, because there's gonna be more important stuff that's gonna be coming in, and as the stuff gets more important, the stuff's gonna get bigger. Mm -hmm. We don't want to put this shit off. Take shit day by day, but maximize everything you can. My uncle Mo always just say something to me that always stuck with me. He says, "Doesn't matter what you're doing, do the best you can at whatever you're doing." Mm -hmm. um, I always found like one good analogy is back in high school. I wasn't a big, I wasn't a good student. You know, I passed with C's because I did my fucking homework, whatever. Um, but it's like, okay, you're already there. Why not do good? You're already yeah. there. And I get it. That happens a lot in high school. But as we get older, we go to work and we're, you know, like just speaking of us, we work, we go to the gym, whatever else we're doing, we're doing a podcast. We want to put our best foot forward yeah. because we're already doing it. You know what I like about what you said about Uncle Mo said? You, you, there's two, like some people might say this, no matter what you're doing, be the best, no matter what you're doing, be the best you can be. Right. Because huge difference. Well, they, right? well, well, the, well, the be the best you can be, because if you're going to sit there and listen, cause the God's honest truth. And I had this conversation in my head earlier, like I was playing imaginary. If I had a kid fucking, and this is what I'd say to him yeah. that, yeah, be the best at every or yeah, do your best at everything. Be your best, yeah. yeah. Be your best. Because you can't tell somebody to be the best at everything because you're not going you're to not, be. Yeah. 
That's the fact of the matter. And I think a lot of people try to, though. Like, especially if we reflect back to the gym, they all they do is want to compare to everyone there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I could turn around and say, look to somebody, I do more pull-ups in one workout than you have in your whole entire life. And then somebody could turn around and say, yeah, I've read more books this past month than you have in your whole entire life. <laughs> you know? like So, like, that's, like, the, that's the nature of the fucking beast. Um, that what we are good at, we, gotta, we, we want to pursue and stay good at. But we want to be well-rounded. If we're bad at stuff... We shouldn't just do our strengths and let our weaknesses stay weaknesses. We want to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And then that comparison of trying to look at someone else and what they can do, usually it just brings you down. You, or it's either it's going to bring you down or it can be inspiring. Well, the thing is here, somebody I, I, I heard this the other day. I was talking about being behind in comparison, comparison to people in life. Like I'm behind in life, this, that, whatever. But who are you really behind? Who are you comparing yourself to? Where is the measurement to saying that I should be here with him? With him or or this person's far behind me. Like you don't know somebody's situation and you don't know where their scale is. Or where they were or what, five years or ago. Or where their appreciation <laughs> is. Exactly. And I think that's why being the hero of your own story, trying to be you in ten years, like trying to be that guy. Uh-huh. That guy that is gonna be the best you is the best way to pursue life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something fucking crazy. I, I don't know why I haven't even said this, but like when I drive and if I drive real fast and then I abruptly stop and get slowed down and then someone passes me that I passed, sometimes it irks me. You know, it's like I passed them and then I had to slow down because maybe I pulled into the wrong lane and yeah. if I had to stop and then that guy passed me. I always tell myself if there was no one on the road and I had to go and there was, and I was started at A and I started at B, and I was going 80 miles per hour, then 85, then 75, then 85, then 95. Those Every decision I made from go to A to B affect at what time I get to B. Right. At no point does the person pass me or the other per, or, or people I'm passing affect A to B. It's only the decisions I've made that I've got that uh, correlate with how fast I'm getting to B. So I always say, I think like, well, oh, if I'm good. if I go 85 and I go to 75, now my average is well whatever. And if I go to 65, my average time miles per hour is whatever. And if I go back to up to 85, my average time is whatever. Has nothing to do with anybody besides me. So like, I'll I'll go like someone will pass me that I just passed. And I'm like, well, it's okay because when I was going to 85, I raised my own average mile per hour to get to B. And it's like that's how I that's my coping mechanism when I drive to avoid like getting mad. Of like something past me. No, that's it's good, and I and it is it is it is. is I guess I mean it it is good to have people to look up to, and I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't really have a ton of role models. I look up to myself, and I find like, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say don't have any role models, but knowing that, and I'm not talking directly like my family, like my mom's, like my biggest role model and shit, but like. I don't. I try to be my own role model. Yeah. In a way, because I'm not. Look, I'm not because I'm not. The you the in is, ten years. Because the thing is, I'm not like anybody else. You're not like anybody else, and anybody that's listening to this isn't like anybody else. Yeah. You may have some things in common with other people, but you're not the same person. You're you're. Your speed is your speed, but go as fast as you can at your speed. Yeah, and that's you know? kind of how I've looked at the podcast too. Where it's, we could be looking at other podcasts thinking, what were they doing at this time? All that to like maybe cope or 
justify certain things or to feel bad about ourselves because we're not where they are at at this time. But at the same time, like even driving A to B, it's like we're not the same as everybody. We have to walk our own path and our own path might be fucking rockier. It might be steeper. We might be going down fucking ice mountains on our fucking path or someone might just be able to walk sandy beaches. But it's our path to walk, not theirs. And uh, so just like, yeah, I guess what, what am I trying to say? Find your own fucking path and walk it. Just got to dig harder, it. Obviously harder than fucking harder done than said. Because <laughs> it's not. Gotta, a, it, it's about digging, you know, digging your feet in the dirt. Um, but also another thing is you want to be emotionally aware. You don't, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You want to stay within yourself because I found that the things that we're most scared of pursuing people, asking people questions is directly correlated to the insecurities that we feel on the inside of ourselves, how we perceive ourselves. You won't ask certain questions to certain people that you know you would, it would make you feel uncomfortable. Right. But at because same, you're just assuming that everybody's like you. and That feels and the no same one, way about that topic. Yeah. And, and I think, actually, now that I say that, I think that's really what needs to be pushed is, for me at least, is my open-mindedness. I think I really need my – I mean I'm open-minded, but I need to be more open-minded that other people don't think the same as us. You know? Yeah. And we can't force people to think the same of us, but we can show people the benefit in the way that we do think. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was nice. That felt very good to say all that. What was the time? We're done. Yeah? Yeah, we're like 55 minutes. All right, let's wrap this up. That's good, dude. This is... I like that. Episode 33. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'm going to look at the camera for this part. Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please click share? Or subscribe, or like, or comment. Yeah, comment, if you're guys. To this, if you, yeah, yeah. If you guys heard us say anything, and you have some good tips about motivation, or you need some, just comment, message yeah. us. Fucking, we always like to hear some feedback. So, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, like, review, share, everything. Yelp, Yelp. Write yeah. us a Yelp review. We're not on Yelp, but write us one, uh, so we can compare ourselves to everybody else and see where our ratings are. Not just kidding, um, but kind of. Uh, that's episode 33. Life as we know it fucking podcast. Bringing it to you for fucking Tempe, Arizona. 2018, January fucking 21st. Right? Yeah, you're good. 21st. January 21st. At what time is it? 9.57. We ain't in this bitch. Any last words, Pat? Let's have a good fucking week. Everybody, um, I want everybody to take shots this week that they haven't taken before i'm going to take some shots myself i'll talk to you guys about it next Full week when we get on um let's have some fun i want to scare the fuck out of myself let's surprise ourselves this week okay. everybody not just surprise me and you everybody i'm speaking to the fucking wild <laughs> oh but, did someone asked for a fucking little rap i'll throw you a little beat let's well you want to go put a, put a few lines out there a few bars <laughs> Sitting on the podcast, look at that ass, hanging out with my boy in ham in the back. Right, I can't do this on here, dude. You want I want to try. All right. Pussy cats, pussy cats. <laughs> That's how you want to do it. All right, keep going. Yeah. Uh, pussy cats, pussy cats. Uh, pussy cats, pussy cats. Uh, pussy cats. Uh, pussy cats. Uh, pussy cats. Uh,
Uh, my friend named Pat is same boots and cats. When he fucking raps, he says that shat. Uh, here we go, talking on the flow. Got this mic in front of my dome. Uh, we ain't rappers. <laughs> we ain't rappers. <laughs> I hopefully everybody already exited out by this. Thing. Yeah, all right. Follow us, share us. See Let's you guys next week. Me. All right. Let me go click stop streaming.